Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's what Maryland does! This is Dirt and Spray. Are you a big man? Huh? I'm talking to you! What? You wake up in the morning, you start putting on my big boy pants. For a little chatty, you go. You take your lunch because you got big boy pants on. With Andy Dirt, Johnson, and Brennan Spray. I can say big things. I can be democratic. Can you yourself in a democracy? Dirt and Spray, gun 1080. They want to look to the future, we've got to tear down the past. Babe Ruth was nothing more than a battle with little collect. The fan. I want it all. Hey, welcome back in. Dirt is breaking here on Sports Leader 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Thanks for being with us on a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope everybody's surviving snowmageddon. Sprague is out today. I traded him Friday for today. Straight up, a little bit of cash. I thought it was a fair deal. He didn't even have to mute. He got to do a show on his damn underwear. I saved that guy two hours of his life on Friday. You're welcome, Sprague. You're welcome. Yeah, it was fun. Just uh... Did you put pants on? I did. I had, jaw- I had wets on. Okay. I, kinda, so, I, I think I would have done it with no pants just for the experience of doing a show no pants. Well, possibly had it not been, you know, 18 degrees that morning. <laughs> it was very cold, yeah. Uh, you know, I might have I gone on, boxers get, get crank and shorts up the heat. Let's go. Well, the heat was up, but, you know. <laughs> you don't want to run it too much. I, I didn't want to you know, turn our uh, gas yeah, well, these guys did the show Friday, and I texted Sprague on Thursday. I said, how about this? You got the equipment. Nobody wants to drive in the morning. You do the show Friday. You, you, you and Swag do it remotely on Friday. I'll come and do the show Monday. Straight up trade. He said, all right, sounds like a deal. So uh, he'll be back tomorrow, uh, as far as I know, unless he left me and his uh, – you know, he didn't survive the snowstorm, but uh, heard from him last night. He's still he's still going strong. Let's uh, let's get back into Damian Lillard. So, seventy one points last night. You know, I was trying to think through his NBA career, which you know had the benefit, thankfully, of following throughout. I mean, his career is kind of simultaneous with my radio career. He started as a rookie when we started doing radio shows, and we've been on the air. Thankfully, haven't gotten fired yet, and we've had the chance to kind of chronicle and highlight his entire career. And I was trying to rack my brain last night of memories of him ever being on this level of, of of play for this long. And the only one that I could come up with, and maybe there's something that I'm forgetting, but the only one that really stood out to me, and it was incredibly memorable because the period that it, that it was was in the bubble. Because yeah. he came out in the bubble, and his whole thing was, we're not showing up unless you give us a chance to make the playoffs. And that team that year sucked. That was a horrible Blazer team. And he said, hey, you give us an opportunity. That's when they started doing the play-in thing. Like, 
give us a chance to make the playoffs and my ass is in Orlando and I'm going to ball out for you. And he did, and he that was the, the the gif of him saying, put some respect on my name. Like He took over games and was probably the most dominant he has ever been. But that was a small sample size. I mean, they only played for, what, two weeks of regular season games before the playoffs started? Like, yeah, there was like that seven long. or eight games, and then they went into the And then you the started the, the, the play-in, and then you started yeah. the playoffs. So it wasn't even that long of a stretch. I mean, we're looking at Swag. Like, since January 1st, what this guy has done is insane. And then he adds a, a game like that on top of it. He just went for 60 recently, which made everybody's jaw drop. Like, 61. there he is. Another 61-point game. In the month of February, which is not that limited, in the month of February, he is now averaging 40 points, seven assists, six rebounds. He's shooting 50% from the floor and 42% from three. 40 a game. And we're talking maybe a 10 games or so now in the month of February is what they played. In January, he averaged 35 points, seven and a half assists, four rebounds, shot 50% from the floor and 37% from three. I mean, you're talking about a two-month stretch where this dude has just taken off and he's dominating right now. And and there is a slight frustration on my part, one, because I'm fin- financially invested in it, and two, because I want him to get the attention. Like, a part of me is starting to get upset that this guy's name isn't getting mentioned in MVP conversations. He is, what, number two, number three in the NBA in scoring. Yeah. He's having the best year of his career. Now, I get it. The Blazers are out of the playoff picture right now, and winning should should matter in MVP voting. But we gave Steph Curry an MVP a couple years ago. They didn't make the damn playoffs. So, I- Well, if he if he is able to guide this crew into the actual play if they get out of the play-in like if they finish fifth or sixth and he's doing this and and i mean in the second half of the season he ends up averaging 40 a game but he's still dishing out seven and a half assists and grabbing five rebounds and shooting 43 percent from three and not missing free throws then because we all know the nba is subject to recency bias and the fact that um, I, I, you know, Jokic won back to back ones. Um, I mean, and this is a good takeaway from nobody else. Like, Jokic is having no. a great year, Embiid's having a great year, Lucas having he, a great if year. If he gets them into the playoff playoffs, yeah. and they don't have to go through the play in, and it, it, it'll be, I mean, he's doing it by himself. It, he is dragging right now, the rest yes. of the team along with him. Even though the great year that Jeremy Grant has had, and that that looks like a solid move, and hopefully that extension gets yeah, done because yeah. he's a nice, uh, you know, two or three to to Damian, um, and it's it's got to be weird sitting in Joe Cronin's shoes because he's got to <laughs> feel some pressures. Like, well, that to me is I'm glad you brought that oh up because God. I'm, I, that's the most exciting part about this for me. It's not the the realization that Lillard still has it because I think all of us as Blazer fans yeah. a year ago had he that takes care of, of himself. Like, he, and he, he was going through core injuries. Yeah, last year and it just it, last year it was, there was that question of like, is, is he hit the peak? Is this the other side of the hill? Because he, this is the first time we'd ever seen him struggle and the numbers weren't great and he wasn't shooting and they shut him down for the year for surgery. Like there was that fear that maybe this is the back nine of a career and it's not going to be great going forward. And for him to respond with that and have he's third in the NBA in scoring, he's top ten in the NBA in assists. His field goal percentage is is incredibly high for the position that he plays. Like he's having the best year of his career, and I think that is to me the most encouraging aspect. Now, will it come to fruition? Uh, you know, welcome to Portland. We've done this for twenty years. It feels like. But if there's ever a moment as a general manager where you feel an added level of pressure of like this guy's playing at an MVP level, and I got to do something, we got to make something happen. Like this is it. I think that, I think your scenario in the offseason might be a little bit different if Dame was having a year that was good, 
but you were still questioning the fact of, is he still a top 10, 12, 15 player in the NBA? Like, is he, is he still in that mix? If he was averaging, you know, 27 points and instead of seven and a half assists, it was down to five and the numbers were dipping a little bit. I think he would legitimately ask that question. Like, is it worth going all in? But with the, him playing at this level and averaging nearly 33 points per game, number three in the NBA, and I, I imagine it's only going to keep going up because of the stretch he's been on lately. It, it is adding a severe sense of pressure. I would hope to Joe Cronin. And I'm, I'm optimistic they're, they're going to do something this summer. Now, will it be enough to get him into the championship conversation? We'll have to wait and see on that. But I think they've set themselves up with assets, and they got the ability to make a move. And I think if you're a Blazer fan, you know, I, I saw a lot of these tweets last night where it was, can I just for once see Damian Lillard play on a legitimate contending team? Like, just once, give give him a legit shot. That team that made the conference finals a couple years ago, fun story, seeding worked out their way. They won the last game of the regular season. If they don't do that, they lose in the second round to Golden State, and we don't have a conference championship appearance in the last 20-plus years. Instead, they made it, hey, but they clearly were not on the same level. Golden State was banged up, and they got swept out of that series. Like, just giving him one legitimate shot at winning a championship is everybody's dream. And if you're a Blazer fan, I think you, you just, you're you just now looking at the rest of the NBA season and you're just praying for every star situation that possibly could to blow up in their face. Like, every single one out there, you want to see all those teams lose in the first round of the playoffs if possible or lose in embarrassing fashion. Like, there's, there's this underground rumbling of him and Joel Embiid. This picture's gone viral of him and Joel Embiid smiling and laughing together at the All-Star game. Like, hey, if you want to go pie in the sky, roof with the 76 are swept in the front of the playoffs. Like, that's the kind of stuff that you need for somebody to be that desperate of saying, wait a minute, yeah. we went and got Harden, it didn't work out, we had Ben Simmons, that failed, like, now we can't get out of the first round of the playoffs in the East, I want out, I want to go play somewhere. Like, that's As, the kind of desperation yeah. you're going to need from a superstar, because I do think there's a desire to play with him, you just have to find the right spot where a, where a player wants out. You've lived here your entire life, as have I. And we've always kind of convinced ourselves to believe now it, you're not going to get a free agent not going to well i guess i've been in denial i still thought it could happen <laughs> if it doesn't happen with dame doing this in the off season assuming they can you know clear the requisite cap space to obviously you know you can't nobody's coming here for nothing yeah. it's still the nba if you want a joel Embiid, you've got to have the room in the salary cap to make it happen so whether it's a sign and trade, but they end up staying here, you know, on a, a longer term deal. If it doesn't happen with Dame playing like this, then yes, I'm resigned to the fact that <laughs> it, it will never, never happen <laughs> in my life. Good for you for still holding out hope, though. I like that. You, you, I, you're I, not usually the hopeful fan. You're usually the like, seeing reality fan. You just got to get him here. <laughs> That's, right. That's the big thing. Well, this, here's the tough part. Like I, the free agent thing, I don't know if it's going to happen. Because just the way your contract, like you're going to resign Jeremy, you got Ant, and the Nurkic deal is a ball and chain around your ankle. Like none of that stuff's going away. Dame's making a billion dollars. Like you're just you're not going to have the wiggle room financially. But what you will have is the the trade assets to make that move. But to your point, a lot of times these trades in the NBA are orchestrated by players. Like Kevin Durant wanted to go to Phoenix. Brooklyn didn't want to trade him to feed. That was like, hey, we'll do you solid. The owners worked out the deal, and that's how that went down. It wasn't just randomly shipping Kevin Durant off to Phoenix. They traded him to Phoenix because he wanted to go to Phoenix. Uh, and so that's how, th how uh, those things go. And so you're going to need a star, to your point, even if he's not a free agent, to say, hey, I want out and I want to go play with Damian Lillard. Okay, hey, how about Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp? That's a great package of two young players plus a couple other draft picks. Here you go. You start your rebuild, and we're going to try and win an NBA championship. 
Uh, but it just it was another reminder for I think Blazer fans last night of God, just give this guy one shot because he's he's incredible and he's having the best year of his career. We'll get to the audio here in a moment. Some of the numbers behind this: the only player in NBA history with sixty points and ten three pointers in a game. Damian Lillard joined that list last night because he was the only player already. He had a 61-point, 11-3 game back on January 20th of 2020, and then last night 71 points on 13 made threes. So he's the only player in NBA history to do that. Most 60-point games in the last five seasons in the NBA, Lillard leads the list with five. James Harden is next closest with three. There's nobody else in the NBA with more than one. I gave you the numbers in February. He's averaging 40 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds on 50-42-96 shooting in the month. There's one more day left in the month of February. Uh, let's see here. I got a couple other notes on this. The only players of five or more 60-point games all-time in NBA history. Will Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, and Damian Lillard. And as after last night, he has passed all these guys on career 60-point games. Steph Curry, LeBron James, Shaq. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Tim Duncan, Bill Russell, Kevin Durant combined more 60-point games than all of them. Combined. I mean, that's just it's it's insane what he's doing. It continues. Last night was another example of it. And what, he's not taking 50 shots to do it. No, he even had a joke last night. I saw his Instagram post where he's like, sorry for taking every shot. I mean, he had 38 shots for yeah. 71 points. And I think his teammates would go... You should have shot it 50 yes. times last night. You might have scored 85 if you'd taken 10 more shots. It was I was watching <laughs> um I flipped over after the post game and the uh, that uh Denver um the Clipper game Clipper think, game yeah. went to OT. And so then it was uh SVP was doing a Sunday night sports center and Legler was on there. And Legler <laughs> alluded to the fact that we never, you know, we thought the Wilt Chamberlain 100-point game would never, ever be touched. Maybe if Shaq could shoot free throws, yeah, he would have you, had had a, you would have had a shot. But yeah. teams would hack the crap, hack a Shaq. And, and he's, like, watching what's going on with Dame. Like, shooting it as efficiently as he does the minute he crosses half court. And that's the thing. If they, if they can't stay in it, but, you know, they're out of it later on. And I don't know what the back end of their schedule looks like. I think Utah's there a couple of times, too. Yeah, give them another shot Could against a bad team. Could you see Laurie and him just going off all-star game style? Like, Legler legitimately said, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. That's insane. You can shoot from everywhere. You can't defend it when you can make half-court shots. He, he knocked one down at the end of the first half last night. That was super deep, I think, to get him to 39 or so. He's just like, oh, my God. It's a, He had 69 for a moment. Part of me was hoping he ended with 69 so we could all make, make nice jokes, and then he had the extra bucket to get to 71. But that's such a prestigious list to get into, this 70-point territory. Uh, what did he have to say after the game? It was uh, pretty insightful stuff. We'll play some of that for you. Uh, your thoughts are welcome on Damian Lillard, uh, the fan text line, and we'll, uh, a little bit more on him and some sound from Dame after the game next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'll be your dream, I'll be your wish, I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope, I'll be your love, be everything that you need. Gives it back to Grant, table spread out on the sideline against the Rock. High dribble into the lane, running right-hander up and in, Damian Lillard with that runner. 71 points, a career high. This is Dirt and Sprague gone 1080, the fan. Now this one feels good, doesn't it? This has to be the best feeling one of the year. This is for Sprager. 71, man. I know he's up. Hopefully he's listening. Yeah, his ass is up. He can't sleep. Although he did text us on uh, Thursday, or first, uh, first day, snow day. I think he texted at like 8.30 and was like, hey, I just woke up. That felt amazing. I wanted to. Yeah. Like, dude, good for you, man. That good was good you. for him. Yeah, you I have been sleep. up already for several <laughs> hours uh, doing behind-the-scenes stuff for the station. You had work sure to we, do, yeah. We stayed on the air and didn't miss a beat. When we got the news on Wednesday night that we were not having a show on Thursday, I cracked another bottle of wine and thought, you know what? I'm going to have a nice little I'm gonna have a nice little night tonight. We're going to enjoy ourselves a little bit here. Uh, 71 last night for Damian Lillard. The song, it feels good. Sang it. They got to win. Houston sucks, but hey, what the hell? Dame goes for 71. That's a memorable night and one that I think Blazer fans uh, won't ever forget. Let's hear from the man himself after the game. Your thoughts, by the way, welcome. 503 864 6326, that is the new fan text line number, in case you've missed it over the last couple of weeks, 503-864-6326. His game last night, I'm I'm glad that he was asked about this. It it did feel like art. Like, he was in complete control. It was like a a motion picture. It just, it was a beautiful thing to watch. And he was asked about that, and here he is, basketball and art. There's so many things that go on, you know, Um, within the team, within the game, within the season, that... You know, it's a, a million words for it. You know, there's a lot of ways to describe it. There's a lot of things that go into it. There's a lot of uh, 
I would say pain, a lot of work, you know, a, a lot of things go into everything that happens. And everybody feels a different way about, you know, what's happening, you know, what they see. And I would say that that's art. I love that. That's a really nuanced and thoughtful answer from Dame about what he's done and his career and the ups and downs of not only his profession, but everybody that they go through in the NBA. I thought that was great. And he, he also highlighted how you got moments like this. You got to appreciate them. It's beauty in it because of where we are as a team, for one. Um, I think because of what I represent, you know, and what I put into the game, um, how I handle myself, how I handle success, uh, you know, I think because of the history of me, you know, and what I do, I think that's that's the beauty of art like this, you know. Um, people know I have big performances, but they, they love these moments. You know, my teammates love these moments when it happens. Um, I do the work, man. I, I do things the right way. I make sure I put my time in. Uh, I go out there and do it for the right reasons. And, you know, I think because so many people have witnessed what happens before these performances happen, they appreciate this, you know, as that type of art, you know, and that's why it means it means something to me. His his list now, and when you look at the Blazers' highest point totals in an NBA game, <laughs> he has one, two, three, four, five. He now has the top six scoring games in Blazer history uh, with 59, 60, 60, 61, 61, and now 71 last night. Those are the highest scoring games in Blazer history. Damon Stoudemire is next in the, on that list. Did he have 55? He had 54 against New okay. Orleans in 2005. And then, then Andre, Andre Miller, Miller's got a 50. Brandon had a 50. Uh, Lillard also. Basically, you go through those first six from Lillard. CJ had a 50. CJ did. Yeah, you go Dame, Andre Miller, Brandon Roy, and then the next four are also Dame and Lillard games. Did Kiki have a 50 or not? Uh, Jeff Petrie had a couple. Okay. He had two. And then there's four more Damian Lillard games. <laughs> then it's CJ McCollum. Then a Lillard game. Then Drexler's 50. Yep. And then two more Damian Lillard games. It just, I mean, <laughs> you just go through the top, whatever. I mean, it's basically all Damian Lillard. And we do. I mean, we appreciate these moments. Like, as as fans of this team, there there has not been a lot to cheer about over the last 20 years. We know heartbreak. We know injury-shortened careers. We know losing in the first round of the playoffs. Like, it's it's been a long time since we've tasted a legitimate contender. And these are the kind of moments as a fan that you cling to. It's like, I always say this about baseball when people ask, you know, how do you watch 162 games? Which I don't, but you get somewhat close to it if you're a fan of a team. The the, the romantic aspect of baseball for me is every, every time you turn a game on, you don't know what's going to happen. And there's always those moments throughout the course of the season where it's like a Tuesday night, you're playing the Brewers, and nobody cares, and the stadium's like 40% empty, and it's like, ah, it's a 7-15 first pitch. And next thing you know, you're six innings in, and a dude's throwing a no-hitter, and it's like, wow, this is this is great. This is why I'm watching, because you never know what's going to happen. That, that to me, is Damian Lillard's career. Like, he's not going to yeah. do this every night, but there's an aspect of, like, you're playing the Rockets. The Rockets stink. They're the worst team in the NBA. Why do I care about this game? The Blazers are not very good. But it's Damian Lillard, and if I watch, something crazy might happen. And there you were with 41 in the first half and 71 on the night. A couple more I want to play here from Lillard. We'll get to Tyson Alger here in a moment. Uh, but their approach the rest of the season, he says, it has to be militant. You know, we're going to be in some tough games. You know, we can't look at uh, a game like tonight and say, oh, we playing Houston. We're supposed to win. It's like, no, we got to go out there and our back against the wall every night. It don't matter if it's a team we should beat, a team people think we can't beat. Our mentality has to be like, you know, you're not going, nobody's going to beat us before we get in the ring. You're going to beat us when we get in the ring. And uh, I think our energy and the way we go about it um, has to be militant. 
you know, we got to go out there and be ready for, you know, ready for battle, regardless of who it is or what's supposed to happen. We need to win games, and <clears throat> we're not going to go undefeated, but, um, you know, we got to go out there and give ourselves a chance every night, and I think our mentality and the way we approach it is, um, you know, something that's going to give us a good chance to do that. There are next five games at Golden State on Tuesday, home against New Orleans, uh, C.J. McCollum return on Wednesday. They've been terrible since Zion got hurt, and then you start a long East Coast road trip where you're in Atlanta, Orlando, Detroit, Boston, and Philly, and then New Orleans wraps it up on March 12th. So you're gone for a little over a week there, it looks like, on the road. So I think there's some winnable games in the in the next stretch. I'm not changing my outlook on the team. I like his approach, and we'll see how long that approach works for this group. Uh, but I, I think this team well, is and that in, should indicate to Blazer fans, as long as game up. suits yeah. up and goes out there, they're not tanking. Yeah, if they have a bad road trip and you get to the point where you're five games out with ten games, yeah. like, you're, eventually so you might get So the only way there, this but. team tanks is when they shut Dame down. Yes, if he gets hurt, something happens. Not that he's resting yeah. one night, yeah. but that he's all of a sudden shows up on the injury report. One last one here for Dame, and this is one that I, I wish we had more context with um, because, I don't know, it's just frustrating the way we handle certain guys. Like we, we do this with quarterbacks. We do this with NBA players, and it bothers me from time to time. But here is Dame talking about the career, and it's, just, it's not just about rings. I don't want to uh, minimize you know, what it means to win a ring. You know, that's what we that's what we play the game to do. But um, I think it's a lot of power in my story, you know, just my entire my entire life. You know, that's I think that's a story that's been told so many times and people know how much I embrace my story and being an underdog. Um, but I think the, the big takeaway for me is like the the most fun that I've had and the thing that I, you know, get the most emotional about is the, the journey. Like, I love telling my draft story and my last two years at Weber and everything that I went through. Like, I love it because it was real. You know, it was like those are the moments that that make you. And um, I think just the journey of bonding with your teammates and, you know, the ups and downs and wins and losses and having success, you know, that's as much as we as much as we uh, glorified the end and the last team and winning the championship and rightfully so. Um, you know, when our careers are over, you know, if you play, you know, 10, 11 years in the NBA, it's going to be, you know, it's, in the last 10, 11 years, it's probably been how many, four champions, four different teams that have won a championship. So, I mean, the reality, the reality of it is everybody's not going to going to win it. Um, but that doesn't mean you throw out, you know, the the moments on the plane, the moments on the bus, you know, being in the locker room being on the bench and in the huddle when we're doing our jobs because we do it 82 times before the playoffs and before any of those other things. So you don't you don't throw that, that shit out the window like it means nothing. It, it means a lot because we work our whole lives to be a part of this. And, um, you know, I don't take that for granted, you know, and I don't think it's something that doesn't count. It counts, you know, regardless of if it's a, a major performance or if it's just a, a hard-fought win, you know. Like I think about our four-overtime game against Denver. Like none of us played great. I think CJ had 40 with 40 shots and we was all tired and couldn't make a shot, but it was like the moments in those huddles and in the locker room afterwards where it was like, you feel that connection and that bond and how much it means to everybody. Like that's what it's really about, you know, and you just hope to have enough of those moments and then win the championship too, (laughs) you know, like that's, but that's what it's about. Not easy to have that level of perspective. And it's you're always inspired when you hear him talk. And he's always so thoughtful with his answers. And another classic game 
from Damian Lillard. I love the nuance of, you know, it's not always about rings. And I just, you always got to put context to this stuff. Like somebody texted in and said, I'll take Clyde's two conference finals appearance or two NBA finals appearances over Dame's points. Like, all right, go for it. If you gave Damian Lillard, Terry Porter, Jerome Kersey, Cliff Robinson, Kevin Duckworth, and Buck Williams, does he make maybe an NBA finals? Does he go on a run? Is he still having to face super teams in his era? Does he have to face Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green in the prime of his career in the Western Conference? Like, this, you have to add nuance to these conversations. It's not as simple as, well, this guy did it. This guy didn't. Get him help. Get him help. Hopefully the Blazers do that this offseason. The clock is ticking for Joe Cronin. He's got an MVP caliber player on his roster, playing the highest level of basketball that he's ever played. And all we can do at this point is pray that something happens uh, in the offseason. Let's get to Tyson Aldridge. He's got a piece coming out about Bo Nix. He was down in Eugene uh, last week. He just unfortunately picked Wednesday to drive down. He was also stuck in the snow for like 18 hours. I want to ask him about that experience and his piece coming out about Bo Nix. Talk a little Oregon football and getting stuck in the snow with Tyson Neck. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How do you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Monday. 
And uh, let's 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 have some fun for what, what happened last week at somebody's expense. Uh, he's got a piece out on it at his website at the i5corridor.com at Tyson Aldra on Twitter. We'll give him a follow. A, a great drinking companion for Oregon road games. Uh, Tyson, good morning, buddy. How you doing? Hey, I'm I'm doing great. I I can't imagine what you want to talk about today. <laughs> I got to tell you, like I, one of the perks of this job, it, it sucks getting up super early in the morning. I, and I, I shouldn't even complain because I work three hours a day. But the main perk of this job is getting to drive home, you know, sometime in the 9 a.m. hour and being like, hey, the day's done. I'm done for the day. This, this is great. So I had the, the ability to do that and basically watch the storm from my house come in on Wednesday, you know, drinking all sorts of booze as the day went on, just enjoying a little bit of a snow day. And I got to tell you, man, I following your Twitter thread it brought me joy, and, and I also felt terrible for you. So I, I need to get to the bottom of this. So you were going to Eugene on Wednesday to interview Bo Nix, and then what what the hell happened? Yeah, you know, I don't leave the house that often. You know, that's kind of the perk of, of quitting the athletic and yeah. doing the corridor is, you know, it's I the commute the commute is traditionally pretty nice. But You're on your own every, beat, man. Yeah, but every once in a while, in order to keep the power on, I have to go out and write a story or two. And um, I had been I had been hitting up Oregon for a little bit to do a, a, an off-season Bo Nix story. Just a, uh, I don't know, I wanted to find out what like, Bo thinks about being in Eugene, Oregon in February of 2023. I don't think many people expected that to happen. Yeah, um, yeah and so they said Wednesday, and you know, I, I read the forecast. I knew some snow was coming, but at the time... I left. It was dry. Had a great interview with Bo. Uh, and, you know, that drive back, you know, you always kind of get slowed down at the S-curves. It feels like you can do, like, the first 90 miles and probably, like, you know, 90 minutes or so. And then for me, I live in St. John's. It feels like the last 20 can take another hour. Sure. Uh, in this case, that last 20 took another eight hours and 58 minutes. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was it was bad, man. Like it was it was like one of those things where like like the first like two hours like it was I think the first two hours were the most frustrating because like at, at that point it was still like kind of stop and go and like you were just it was like oh man like am I going to be home for dinner like I forgot to clean the house before the wife gets home like <laughs> right. I'm trying I'm trying to not get myself in trouble here um, and then and then like once it got on past like hour four or five you kind of just start kind of like you know, it'd be a better story if I was here for like 10, 15, you know, as, as long as my gas tank is still full, which thankfully it was, which it never is because, you know, again, I quit my job. Um, <laughs> so yeah, man, like it was, it, it was, it sucked. It sucked. Uh, I'm happy with how this Bo Nick story is turning out. Uh, it should be posted on the corridor later this afternoon. Okay. Uh, but how are you doing? I'm, I'm, doing I'm doing great, man. I just, I was following along with this. I, I, part of me kind of was, I mean, at that point for like, just the, the content purposes, like I want to see how long this thing can go on for. I feel like it's a scene with Kramer and the guy at the car dealership. Like, Hey, we're on E, how far can we make it? Like, let's, let's journey it to the end of the world together. I was following along with this on Twitter and I'm like, how long is this dude going to get stuck on, on I five? And you got a piece up at the corridor about, you know, the I five corridor strikes back, which is hilarious because it's the name of the website. And it's what, what you're covering. Like, let me ask you this though. So you're stuck on I five and you're not moving for that long. Like what? What happens? Did you contemplate leaving your car? Because I don't. You probably weren't that far away from home at that point. Like, what was the, what was going through your mind as hour by hour raged on? And what was it like? Just ch were, were you talking to other drivers? Like, what the hell was that like on Wednesday? 
Yeah, I was for okay. So for for the uh, the the get off at the exit point, um, you know, conveniently, I had about three hundred people text me that uh, why don't you just get off somewhere or or leave your car? One, I don't believe in leaving my car on the freeway. Okay. Uh, I think you have four wheels, and I think you should use those four wheels to get yourself home. Um, <laughs> But for the get off at the exit, I was kind of in no man's land. Like I had passed like their tour or your exit and it was on like the downhill going into like the uh, South waterfront. And, yeah. and so like there, and I was in the left lane too. I was sandwiched between like two or three semis. Um, I had, uh, I had a friend who was about like a half a mile behind me who made it for about four and a half hours, but his gas tank was going down. And he said, thankfully there was a couple of semis that slid out of control in front of him at about two miles an hour. Um, and he was able to, to get off at, a, his exit, uh, cowardly as, as I called it, you know, after only four and a half hours yeah, in, come on. uh, but yeah, you know, like I, there, there was some communication with other drivers. There was a nice guy in a Subaru who was like handing out bottles of water, uh, which, uh, after even more time turned into a multifaceted tool. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, like we're, like, we're still here. We're still living. We're still like, living. We're know, striving. We're, we're, we're still living. I, and I wrote that story and it actually, it actually performed well on the, maybe people just like reading about bad things that happened to other people. Well, I, I think uh, it was such a news story where we saw like, so like, it was just insane. There was the drone footage flying over like I-584 interchange, like just seeing that. Because when was the last one? Like 2018, 2017, we had that day where every, like 26 basically shut down and nobody could go anywhere. And that was the last time I remember something like that happening. And to your point, it's incredible how like we get these hints of like, hey, it might snow. And then usually it ends up being a n- giant nothing burger or it's like a quarter of an inch and you can get around just fine. And then uh, here's like, well, you know, it might snow a little bit on Wednesday. Maybe we get a couple inches and next thing you know, you look up and there's a foot of snow on the ground. Like it just it came out of nowhere. And I think people were we were all glued to the news. Like I could not turn the news off on Wednesday night seeing all that traffic. Yeah. And, and it was one of those things, too, because because like when I was down in Eugene, like it was completely dry. Like there were, there wasn't even like a single, there wasn't even a single snowflake until probably up about until like Wilsonville. And so like when things completely came to a crash, like at first the, the Alaskan in me was furious because it's just like, but this is, this is a dusting. This is nothing. Uh, and, and then, uh, and then watching uh, the snow accumulate inch by inch on my uh, uh, rear view mirror. I mean, on my, uh, uh, my, my side mirrors uh, as the hours went by, I was like, Okay, like I'm starting to respect. I, I respect the storm. You know, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to. You know, go out here and say like that was a good, a good snowstorm. That was a good amount of snow. But it was. It was respectable. Okay. But um, you know, the on on Saturday they had the Oregon Oregon State game down in Corvallis, and I I was credentialed for it. I was planning to go, and I saw a winter storm warning, and I just don't think I could sell two of those stories. You no, know, like I no. I don't I don't know. I don't know if the tweets would have played quite as well uh, the, the second time. It might might be more, uh, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I also, I don't know if your sanity could handle that. Like, if something were to happen back-to-back, back or, you know, two times in, whatever, three or four days, I don't, I don't know if I can mentally overcome that. Now, last one on this snowstorm, because I do have a couple of sports questions I want to ask you. Uh, you mentioned, so I, I'm assuming pee went in the water bottle. Before that, did you just hold it? And what's the protocol if you got to go number two? Like, did you see anybody taking a dump on the side of the highway? You know, uh, thankfully, uh, uh, didn't have to come across that. Um, but I mean, it's Portland, like, yeah, it's kind of normal. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the, the water bottle situation was complicated for the first seven hours or so by uh, the school bus that was conveniently right next to me. Um, but you know, things shifted around, uh, (laughs) um, were there kids on the school bus? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, man. It was. It was like so. Like I mean, that, like that was the. I mean, like that was the thing about the the whole situation is like you know for for people like me, it was you know it ended up being kind of comical and you know I I was quite fine. I had a couple cheese danishes in the car from the gas station and some water and uh, but you know like there was like legit you know like there were school buses out there. There were some elderly like it it was it was pretty. Uh, like that was a long time. Like I, I think I was kind of hysterical by the end of it and didn't quite realize that. Like, like that's that's like a full day, you know. <laughs> it's a full work day, man. We're not used yeah. to doing those in the sports journalism world. We don't we don't get a lot of full work days. So you get one. It's like, hey, I was I was in the car the entire time. Now let me get to a couple points here. You went down interview, Bo. You mentioned the piece is going to be out today on the i five quarter. You can check it out i five corridor dot com. Uh, anything that he said that stood out that you want to maybe give people a little like, a little bit of a tease for to look for in that piece. And then what are some of the Oregon spring football storylines that Tyson Alder is most excited for? Yeah, for the bow, I'm just kind of exploring a little bit of just like how his mentality has changed now that he's here for a, a second year in Eugene. You know, this is a guy who uh, he's a very, very, very scheduled person. He doesn't like having any blocks of free time. Uh, we we talked extensively about how much he hates snaps and how he's trying to allow himself to to take advantage. I'm like, Bo, you're like a fifth year senior. Like <laughs> this should this should be your napping time. Uh, but you know, he's also just kind of evolving, like who he is as a player. Like he's, he's leaning into the running stuff. He's trying to put on more weight, mm-hmm. uh, um, kind of in, in the lower part of his, his body, just, uh, you know, even just kind of to be able to survive a full season and, uh, really kind of lean into that style of play, uh, for spring, I'm looking forward to what people are saying about Will Stein's offense, just cause mm-hmm. I mean, like last year was last year was really fun. And that was the first time Oregon's offense has been that fun in quite some time. And so I, I just hope you kind of have some of the similar vibes. And I, after talking to Bo too, I think he's very, very, very on board with uh, what the new offense is going to be like. Uh, And then also like, just who's going to stand out on that, on the back end of that defense. I mean, losing Christian Gonzalez, losing Bennett Williams. Um, I think Oregon can be very good offensively this year, but I have some big questions on that defense. And so let's, uh, but let's see what starts to take shape there. Yeah, it's going to be here before we know it. Two more quick ones for you because we're against it. One, I did want to get your thoughts. I, your former employer is not covering college football anymore, and I was kind of taken aback by that from the Christian Capel news this weekend. I was just curious your thoughts on that. And then one other duck question of, like, are are you surprised? Because the last big headline we got in duck football was, was the recruiting class that they signed. Are, are you surprised at how easily the recruiting success has transitioned from Cristobal to Dan Lanning? Uh, on the recruiting one, no, not really. Cause I think, I think what Cristobal did, it set a precedent. And I, I think anybody who, you know, has kind of read the wins on college football knows that if, if you want to compete at the very top levels and it's clear that Oregon does, uh, you, you have to have the rosters that can compete. So I, I think Cristobal kind of outlined that for this university and, and they've really kind of, uh, 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 gone with it here with Lanning, and I, I think that'll be uh, a precedent here for whatever coaching staff is here moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for the athletic, man, that, I'm I'm so disappointed. One, Christian Capel is one of the best beat writers in the country. Yeah. Um, when I was there, uh, it was very noticeable that uh, West Coast stuff was getting overlooked. Um, there was rarely any promotion of the, our Oregon stuff, our Washington stuff, even you know some of the SC stuff uh, down in California. Um, you know, it's just, and I don't want, I don't want to like play the, it was cooler when I was there, but there was, there was a time when like, when the athletic 
Wake was first getting going, and it was like you have the beat writer in every city covering every team, all these sorts of things. And it was really cool for a long time. And I was part of like the big college football expansion when they hired like, I think 24 of us at, at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think within the last year they've either cut or not filled like 14 of those positions, including, you know, mine when I left for Oregon and, and the Washington one. Um, so it's, it's just, it's just disappointing. Like, you know, it's, it's cool seeing, what people are kind of able to do with it uh, post, you know, whether it's, it's doing a sub stack like I did or, mm-hmm. or whatever Christian might have coming down the road. But uh, yeah, it's just, I, it's just, it's just disappointing because I think the, I think the athletic is really kind of turning into uh, just one of the same things as everything else. And, and that's really kind of what they, sold themselves against when they first started yeah yeah it's all about cutting costs it is unfortunate because i could, I would argue that sports fans are probably most passionate in this region about college football and to not have people covering those programs it, it's a major bummer well we're glad you made it home safe i followed your <laughs> your tweets on wednesday and they were very entertaining so thank you for the entertainment we look forward to the bo Nix piece coming out i5quarter.com go check it out at tyson alger on twitter thanks for hopping on man glad to glad to have you back safe in one piece in portland and let's go get some beer soon okay Hey, absolutely, man. That sounds great. I'll start I'll start driving now. <laughs> there you go. I'll meet you in eight hours. There you go. Tyson Alder of the I five quarter. Good stuff from him. I don't know how I, I don't know how my sanity would, would make eight hours in a car. I d I don't I don't know about that. That's a long time. And the miracle of not having like a quarter tank of gas left too. Because yeah. think about it, like that's the one thing I his point, I will I will you can shame people for leaving their car on the side of the highway. I get that. Some of them just ran out of if gas. If you're like, out of gas, what are you supposed to you do? You can't do anything. You just yeah. you're stuck there. And then that causes even more of a delay. So but I if you didn't see his tweets on Wednesday, I was cracking up sitting in the comfort of my home reading those tweets and uh, thought, you know, let's get Tyson on on Monday and talk about it. Uh, let's stick in college football, though. A, c- a couple of thoughts on some musings that happened over the weekend. I want to get to those coming up next on uh, 1080 The Fan. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I got some college football stuff in my notes. Well, Tyson's coming out with a piece on Bo Nix. I'll be curious to read that. Our thanks again to him for hopping on. Go check out his work, i5corridor.com. Uh, it's it's a good point of, you know, a, a year and a half ago, imagine telling somebody, hey, it's going to be February of 2023. You think Bo Nix is going to be living in Eugene, Oregon? I think the answer for most people would have been no. Uh, but spring football is around the corner for uh, for Oregon and Oregon State. We'll have some more on both those programs as we get a little bit closer. There was a report. I don't know if you guys talked about this on Friday. I don't know what time on the timeline it all came out. The last four or five days were kind of a blur for me. But there was a report that came out that the Pac-12 was negotiating with the Ion Television Network. Did you guys get to that on Friday? Uh, no, we didn't. That was after us. After the show, okay. Well, it was some somebody threw. I think it was uh, Stuart Mandel that threw some cold water on it. Said no, they're not talking with Ion. But Brett McMurphy's a pretty notable college football reporter, 
And that was kind of the state of where things are at with the conference. I did want to ask you, and I don't know if you had any opportunity to do it because we people are busy this weekend. You had some pilots games. Did you watch any MLS on Apple TV? I did not. Okay. Um, much of I'm that. Curious had, to see well, how the it looks. bulk of the games were on Saturday. Okay. Uh, and so, and I had I had a pilots game right in the middle of the day. That'll uh, that'll take up your and so time. that because <laughs> well, and I wasn't with the team; they were on the road, so I had to come in early and tape yeah. the pregame coaches interview here in the studio. Then I went home, finished stuff up. The game was at four, you know, and then uh, got home and. Then it was late, yeah. so and I was watching the St. Mary's Gonzaga game. Sure. So at that point, you kind and of then yesterday on. again, wife had a performance. So the the Seattle game was yesterday, and it was like at five o'clock or something. So okay. I have not seen it yet. And I'm going to the game, and you're tonight. not going to be tonight. Yeah. Now the Timbers game is on Apple TV tonight, correct? Yes. Do I need a subscription to watch it, or is it uh, Apple supposedly TV the Plus opening guy? week is all free? Okay. Because I saw some people tweeting this weekend. I'm connecting this back because the Pac-12 was in potential talks with Apple TV, and that was a whole thing last week that we had to go over. I mean, I don't want to you know rehash all of it, but part of me is genuinely curious how this is turning out because I saw some folks up in Seattle that were tweeting about the broadcast quality of the, the, the Sounders game yesterday, and it was getting rave reviews. They gave you the ability to change to home team, road team radio calls. You listen to the broadcasters of the game. It was the radio calls were automatically synced up to the game on television for you. So if you didn't like the broadcasters or whatever, you could watch it that way. The quality of the broadcast they were saying was great and you know nice, high quality 4K cameras. And so I'm genuinely curious. I'm going to watch that game. I won't watch the entire Timbers game tonight, but I'm going to turn it on. Nothing else going on tonight. Blazers don't play again until tomorrow. Because I'm, I'm just curious how they're jumping into the sports landscape. Like, I've, I've talked about it a number of times from last year in Major League Baseball where they had their Friday night games on Apple TV. The Katie Nolan thing was a disaster. She didn't know much, and it just wasn't a good fit. But it sounds like Steven Nelson, our buddy, and Hunter Pence are back and a couple of the broadcast crews. But I was amazed by the quality and the production of the broadcast. Yeah. And just blown away by the drone sh- shots and just everything that went into it, the score bars, the graphics, the numbers they put up on the screen. Like, it was a professional broadcast. And it was just a thought that I had this weekend as the MLS was getting going because the MLS got that, what, $2.5 billion deal with Apple TV. Yeah, so $250 million a year. Like, if I'm telling you, like, I, I understand that it's not on a major, pl- you know, you're not on ESPN, you're not on Fox, so your viewership numbers are undoubtedly going to go down. I, I totally understand that. But the other vantage point that I'm coming at this from a football fan is, like, we, how many years have we complained about bad broadcasts, bad yep. broadcasters, bad quality, like being the second-rate thing for the ESPN to show at 7 o'clock with Rod Gilmore on a standard, defini- standard definition camera? Like, you go from that to giving me high-quality 4K cameras, the ability to switch to listen to Mike Parker or Jerry Allen call a game yep. if that comes with it? Like, I don't know. I, I understand that that news sent a lot of people running from the hills and thinking this is the death of the conference. The conference is probably going to die. I'm not going to tell you that, but... You give me some high-quality broadcasts in the meantime? Like I don't know. I'm, I'm going to watch that Timbers game tonight. There's no guarantee the same thing will happen with college football. But if you're getting the Pac-12 deal, you're spending a lot of money on that, and I'd imagine the production's going to be solid. Yeah, production should be solid. There was never a problem with Pac-12 Network's production. They Pac-12 Network when, didn't have any major issues. No, no they it was didn't mostly have your any ESPN major partners issues. or FS1 having a truck series delay at the start of a game at eight o'clock on a Saturday night. Yeah, that sort of thing. So uh, the question is: in college football, how long would it re? How long would you need to retrain your audience? Yeah, and if you had it on a single platform, it's like if I go here, I'm seeing every Pac-12 game. My game is there on Apple TV Plus. It's Boom. there. Uh, you could have a whip around thing. So if you wanted to start your games, you know, or they overlap, 
you could have then the whip around. And that's kind of what I want to see from Because the from MLS, the MLS has that, right? They have like a red zone for So if I have a whip around a red zone sort of thing, so I don't miss anything important, but if, you know, if, you know, Washington's up 42 to 6 on Cal, I don't need, I don't need to, to see to, that yeah. anymore. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I am curious. How long would it take to retrain your audience to go to a single platform if everything was there? Yeah. And it was easy to navigate. I, I would imagine, yeah, somebody said. Because um, your first season, the numbers are going to stink and you're going to have all this backlash because people hate change in this country and we're lazy. And we know what we do. And on college football, we tune into ABC and ESPN yeah, and Fox. Fox and at night. Big where's, my, where's my Pac-12? Yeah. If you can have a plan to get through all that PR crap. And but the production is excellent, and your announcers are good, and you have the ability to have home announcers, that sort of thing. Yeah, that'd be incredible. And that's what Klievkov is known for. He created markets and new mediums and delivery methods that weren't there previously. That's what he's known for. But I don't know how patient, and I don't know if that'll pay off the way that you need it to pay off instantly to keep up with the Joneses. It might not. It probably won't. I'm not sure there's anything you can do to keep up with the Joneses at this point. The conference is probably going to collapse. But, hey, in the meantime, give me some 4K cameras, right? The ability to listen to the home and road radio broadcast. I want to hear Bill Riley calling a Utah game when the Utes are down by 14 in the fourth quarter. Give me that ability. I want that, damn it. Somebody said the MLS on Apple TV looked really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious if anybody else watched it this weekend. 503-864-6326. What you thought of it if you did. I'm going to check out that Timbers game tonight just to see what the quality of it is like and the switching around to different broadcasts. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by this, man. It's a new, new space we're getting into as sports fans where these streaming platforms are starting to buy up media rights and it's only going to continue to grow uh, the influence of streaming partners in sports as the years go on. So excited to check out uh, the MLS game tonight. Maybe it maybe it uh, has, has to do with the Pac-12 here in the very near future. I want to have a couple other college football notes in the final hour. Uh, one team is already looking for a way out of the ACC. What are the stories and the details behind that? I want to get to that. We saw new rules take effect in Major League Baseball. A game ended in controversial fashion. So welcome to a new day of baseball. What would you make of those rule changes? I want to dive into those. And also there's a rumor for a surprise number one overall pick in the NFL draft. We've got a lot to get to in the final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Spring on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 